This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. My question was, uh, my well, my going back to my opening shift. What is the like if you were to maybe dole out blame a little bit? What is the or who's most to blame, or what's the main reason for so many goals against this season? Like not this season, this this stretch of three losses. I mean, so so I mentioned like the, the top players. I'd say, you know, especially in a tough stretch of the season, like your best players have to be your best players, and they have not been for the Bruins in at least the last three games. But even beyond that, it, like it's, I, I would blame overall puck management and decision making. Um, you know, like like Grizzly cough coughs up the puck at the offensive blue line leads to a breakaway goal. And it's like, on the one hand, okay, that's clearly just a hiccup where like he went to make a pass and totally whiffed. And that's not something you see often, but it's sort of emblematic of just this larger issue that I think the the Bruins had started to make some progress on and has now clearly backslid uh, over the last week, which is just like not making plays, not being like hard enough with the puck kind of whiffing on, on, passes or dump-ins or like whatever it is that lead to quick turns up ice for the opponent and odd man rushes, which has been a problem for them all year, giving up odd man rushes and breakaways. And it's really reared its ugly head again recently. And, um, you know, we've talked just, I guess, to kind of like round out some of the top players, like Zaka, I thought was, really bad Monday night um, and has had a couple of rough games now recently, but him going for on whatever goal, was it Columbus's first goal, second goal? I don't even remember, but where he breaks a stick and goes off for a change during, during the second period with the long change. And it's like, what are you doing? Like you, you're just giving Columbus a power play. It just turned into a five on four in zone Columbus had possession the whole time and ends up with the goal with Provorov, you know, walking in and shooting through a screen. And it's like, again, just bad decision-making, just like not being aware of what's going on around you. Um, and when it's your, your top players doing that, it's like, you know, bizarrely, like I've, I don't know about you guys, but like I've mostly been okay with the play of, some of the guys lower in the lineup, like sure. We can say, you know, like Patras scores Monday night, first goal in 10 games. Yeah. You'd like to see him producing a little more, but I've been fine with his play. I've been fine with the, the, the fourth line. Um, 
the forward chat Kirk pairing had a tough night Monday for sure. And another one, like they were out on the ice and sort of highlights another problem, which has been, you know, Brian brought up last episode, but like not just, just not being strong enough physically, like Shattenkirk and Forbert both lose battles down low. And then um, I think it was Voronkov just like takes it to the net between Forbert and Geeky and scores. And that, that was the once in my mind, soft one on Swayman where yeah, there are breakdowns around him, but he still should have made the save. Like it gets between him and the post and, that's, you know, that's just not a goal you should be giving up. Yeah, it's it's been ugly uh, all the way around. And, you know, not for nothing, for what it's worth, I do co-sign on, on Lorai being down in Providence, no big deal. But I will say, if that was Lorai that the puck jumped over his stick, I feel like you'd have a bunch of people being like, oh, he's not ready, he's not ready. Um, that See, he got to send it down to Providence, but it happens to Grizzly, and it's just a mistake. It's just a puck bounce, so that's interesting. Um, but anyway, not that you're saying that, Scott, but... Um, by it's any not means. like a passive aggressive shot at Scott. Has, I know honestly, it's not. It's not. It's not Scott. It's. It's. There's the. But I, I do have to. But you're right though that like those of us who are like, you know, yeah, it's fine to send Lori down. It's not a great look that like Grizz like does this and yeah and, and you know because like it's like I can just imagine people being like, you have to send Lori down to get this back in the lineup and again like. Overall, I think Grizz looks fine, and you know he doesn't make mistakes like this often. But uh, not not great timing for that one. No, and I'm I'm just I'm more or less being yeah. funny. It is it is just a funny circumstance. But I, I do think that a lot of people just kind of when it's convenient for their narrative, they'll point something out um, against somebody that they might not be in favor of. I and mean, what happens to somebody that they like, they'll just kind of you know poo poo it. Um, but that la- last night's loss is not on Matt Grizz like at all, or that puck that puck bounce. Um, you know, one thing that bothered me last night too, in addition to everything that you guys are talking about is you lose, you lose to Detroit five, two, you lose to the Rangers seven, four, clearly like you aren't playing very well. You go and you play one of the worst teams in the league record wise in Columbus. And when the game's two, nothing. So before the game even gets away from them, like Pasternak, your top player, one of the best players in the world gets a, you know, I'm not going to say a vicious, but it gets a you know decent decent hack to the ribs with a goalie paddle. Um, no one really does much of anything. And then McAvoy gets hit in the corner, um, you know, a little bit of an interference, not the craziest play in the world, but goes into the boards awkwardly. He's down. And the only guy who's, like, really showing any sort of emotion is a guy who has played with McAvoy for all of, like, 15 games probably, and that's Morgan Geeky. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, Pasternak needs to drop the gloves in that situation at Lindholm. Um, but when you're when you're in a little bit of a slump and you're playing a team that is very beatable, you if you can't like get up after Pasternak gets hacked in the ribs and McAvoy goes down and 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 go back and try to win that game, instead they, nothing happens. The, and the only thing that they do is they go down another couple of goals and they go down four nothing. So there's a lack of there's a lack of um, pushback i think when things go uh go against them and and people might think i'm being harsh but the reality of the situation is there haven't been many sample sizes for us the last couple of years to see them go through these stretches to see how they respond this is one of a few circumstances where we're trying to see how they respond in adversity and so far because they've been playing so well record wise and so i guess it's kind of unfair but at the same time i don't have much track record to go off of the last couple of years where they have struggled and have had a chance to fight back. And so, so far, not great. 
Yeah, and when you brought up your question, Brian, are they having an identity crisis? This kind of was part of what I thought you were talking about. Like, isn't part of the Bruins' identity to stick up for teammates, be physical, have that more like gritty, tough style of play? Uh, we we mentioned that their identity comes from like how sound and they are defensively and in net, but it also is supposed to be, especially what, from what we heard in the off season, what they were trying to build was a tougher team than they had last year. And it just doesn't seem like they have that right now. Yeah. It, like you're waiting for, especially as you know, Bridget, I think you said earlier, like they did actually start this game pretty well. And then they sort of hit the snooze button, like the second half of the first period. And, as that period's winding down or at some point in the second, you're, and especially around those two incidents you just mentioned, Brian, with Basnack and McAvoy, it's like you're waiting for someone to, yeah, it'd be great if someone changed momentum with a goal, but, you know, th- throw a big hit somewhere. Like, like do something physically to try to change momentum. And, like, we've seen McAvoy do that before, but it can't always be him. Like, someone else has to be able to do that. And it just really never came last night. Like no one, no one stepped up and, and to the table and like took that task on, um, you know, I'm not saying like they have to be running around like chickens with their heads cut off or anything, but a good well-timed hit somewhere, you know, finish, finish a play like could, could have helped. Um, so yeah, you know, someone, someone's got to be willing to do that. And it's like, I know it's easy to look at Trent Frederick and like, that's an obvious name um, you can pick, but like, you know, Johnny Beecher has some physicality in his name, in his game, Jacob Lauko, uh, James Van Reams like, is a bigger guy. I know he's not overly physical. Shattenkirk can throw a hit. Forbert should be able to. Um, Carlo can use his, can use his size and weight. Like some, someone else has got to step up. It can't always be Charlie McAvoy. And I know, you know, Milan Lucic was going to be part of this. Like that was part of the idea of bringing him in, but he's, he's gone right now and he might not ever be coming back. So like you got to deal with it. You know, you can't, can't wait for someone else to do. And you don't, and you don't always want to rely on bringing in a free agent to provide that. Like you want that to come from your DNA from within, right? Like it's easy to look at the Bruins. I mean, it's their, it's their hundredth season, right? So it's an appropriate time to discuss this. They've always been the big bad Bruins, right? And up until you know, even it was always their identity, always. And you look at the team in 2011, in 2013. A lot of those guys in that Cup winning team, and it's easy to point out the toughness on those teams. You know, wh- where does the tough toughness end, right? I mean, Chara, uh, Lucic 1.0. Uh, Nathan Horton was a tough guy. Their scores were tough. Greg Campbell, McQuaid, Boychuk, Ference. Um, I mean, just go down the list. Everybody was tough and, and stood up for each other. Not yeah, every team. Did, I thought I mentioned him. I, so that's why. But yeah, Sugar Sean as well. Um, I mean, the list goes on, right? And not every team is going to have that type of toughness. I understand that. But as the years progressed, they still they still found ways to to be tough, right? Uh, Kevin Miller becomes a staple on the back end while Char is still there and McQuaid's still there. And then you go out and you bring in a guy like David Backus. Um, you know, Sean Corrali played tough. Noel Chari played tough. You had guys that played tough. Um, and then you go out and you get Nick Felino and Trent. Like, you've always had toughness that I, I feel like with Lucci's out of the lineup, aside from Frederick, you don't 
you don't really have much toughness. I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful and call this team that's won, you know, 79% of their last 100-plus games in the, in, the, in the league soft. They're definitely not a soft team, so don't mistake what I'm saying. But they're not overly tough at all. They're, they're somewhere in the middle, and somewhere in the middle doesn't really get you very far in the springtime, in my opinion. So, you know, you can't go out there and bring in a bunch of new guys. This is their team. So they need to look across – you know, the room at each other and say, look, if someone's getting taken advantage of, in particular, one of our best players, one of the best players in the world, like it's great to be friends on off days and go out in the seaport or go out in the North end and, and have a couple of glasses of wine with each other and call yourself good friends and go to each other's weddings. But when you're on the ice, you got, that friendship has to carry over too and like stick up for each other. And it's just like, I just don't see a team that's very formidable to play against physically. And I know times are changing, but if this team wants to be um, as good as they hope they can be, they need to adopt more more edge, simply put. And and when when it comes to like the identity, when you think about the identity of last year's team and you think about like who is at the center of it, we talked about like a captain of the top six and a captain of the bottom six, and they're both gone. So like we called like Bergeron the captain of, of you know, and, and the leader of those higher end top six players and Felino was kind of a similar voice in the locker room and was a guy that would have stepped up and hit someone or dropped the gloves in a, in a moment like against Columbus. Um, so, and so we did have a question about what the identity would be coming into the season. It seemed like everything settled in fine over the course of the first, uh, I don't know, like 12, 15 games. Um, and then we, we bring this question up again, just because, uh, sometimes you notice just a little bit of it lacking, a little bit of what they had last year lacking because they're missing these guys that were pretty much part of the person, like controlling the personality and the identity of the team are gone. And we knew it was going to impact them at some point. And you're kind of seeing it now where sometimes you need someone to like either settle the team down, be the voice on the bench or step up, be the person to make a big hit be the person to create the the energy that your team needs to get them out of this hole that they were in in Columbus. So, you know, it, it just it's important to bring up just because we wondered if it would be a problem. Uh, and, you know, it, it hasn't really been a huge issue through most of the season, but occasionally on a game like against Columbus, you notice it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, one other point I would make here is who did Bruce Cassidy always highlight as a player who drags guys into the fight? Brad Marchand, right? And I do think, I think sometimes when Brad Marchand is in an individual slump, sometimes that other, like the, the fire and the emotion, sometimes that goes quiet too. And I kind of feel like that's happening right now because you didn't really notice him doing much to try to, spark his team last night either and again like he is usually one of the guys who will do it so i still think the point remains like you need some other guys to step up and do it when it's not going to be marsh and or mcavoy 
Um, but it does kind of feel like sometimes it goes hand in hand with Martian where it's like, he's his most fiery when he's also playing some of his best hockey and it like all kind of feeds each other. And maybe he needs like, like whichever one has to come first, whether it's the scoring or, or maybe, you know, the, the emotion and fire with, without crossing the line too much, like at least one of those has to return and maybe the other will, will come with it. Yeah. I don't, it's a good point, Scott. I don't, I feel like he's, Got a, he has a very difficult time towing that line. I think for him, it's one or the other. He 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 either is on his best behavior because he knows if he shows his true colors, he's gonna get he's gonna be vulnerable to you know discipline, supplemental discipline, or a penalty in game. I don't think he's capable of of being um, a perfect agitator. It's kind of like he either goes all in or he doesn't, and that's kind of a problem because obviously like, you know, we've, we've seen for 15 years how effective he is when he's, when he's playing at his, at the top of his game and emotionally engaged. My fear is that in addition to what you're saying, when you're slumping, you're kind of not feeling it. I also think Martian's one of those guys who like, if you give him truth serum or, or not, maybe he'll say it in the media, but like he, he just knows like it's a long season. Like you, you got to temper expectations. Um, and like you can't you can't be full gear every game. And he he's one of those guys who's like, relax, slow and steady wins the race. Everybody calm down. But at the same time, like you still have to play the game in front of you. And I and I don't really love that mentality. Um, so there's probably a little bit of that going on too. But just in general, like I understand it's 2023. Um, and like I said, the league's different, it's different players. And I'm not sitting here saying that like, you know, Jake DeBrusque or David Pashnacker. Pavel Zaka needs to go out there and, and, and fight because it's not, it's not, it's not realistic. What I'm saying though, is like play with a little bit of like, like the Florida Panthers last year, when the Bruins played them, there weren't a lot of fisticuffs at all, but at all, if any, but they were clearly tougher because they four checked harder. They were annoying. Like you would just like, like Swayman or all Mark would cover the puck and maybe you'd see like Kachuk, you know, give like a little soft like shoulder to the defenseman stopped in front of the goalie or maybe like they'll just hover over the goalie or snow the goalie. Like little, just little things like that to say that I'm engaged in this game. It can – little things like that can add up and make you annoying to play against as a team. Well, and to even use the example of the game against the Panthers from last week, last Wednesday, the Panthers were clearly the more physical team early on and they're taking – runs at McAvoy because they wanted, you know, some revenge for his hit to Oliver Eggman Larson that got McAvoy suspended. And I thought a couple things sort of settled that game down and kind of tamed the Panthers a little bit. One, you know, the, the Bruins scored like the Panthers for as much as they were dominating early, didn't score. And then the Bruins took the lead, but two Derek Forbert dropped the gloves early in the second period. And I thought that, like, it sort of sent the message that, like, okay, the Bruins were pushing back on the scoreboard and in terms of physicality. Like, they weren't going to be pushed around. Forbert's dropping the gloves. Like, here's the pushback. And the Panthers weren't running around the same way the rest of the game after that. And it's like, you're right. Like, it doesn't always have to be dropping the gloves. But just because you mentioned the Panthers, like, that came to mind as as an example of the Bruins doing what 
you know, we feel like they didn't do in, in Columbus. I have one thing to say about Marshawn that I want to get to our email that you got, Scott. Um, so about Marshawn being the guy that can drag people into the fight, but him kind of towing the line, I mean, you kind of have to think about the weight of the captaincy, right? He can't be, he, you know, like he can't go full Brad Marshawn and also be like a responsible leader of the team. And you, he very much uh, takes that into consideration, trying to be more level-headed as now, now that he's taken over the captaincy. So you like, you see him kind of fighting with his own, you know, tendencies to be kind of a pest, but also trying to be a good role model and also trying to not hurt his team and get suspended or get himself in the box. So it's such a fine line for him. And I feel like he takes it like it's even more difficult now with a C on his Jersey to just go off one game and, and, you know, do something stupid or, you know, cross the line on accident when you're just, when you're trying to bring the energy, but you just, don't do it in the right way because we know sometimes he doesn't. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my thought on Marshawn. Uh, and Scott, if you want to read, we got a question about Jake DeBrusque. Um, so from uh, Scott claims he didn't email this to himself, but it is from S- Scott. <laughs> you want to you want to read that? Great name. But before I do, just one one last thought that I just came came to mind when you're talking about like taking penalties. I also wonder if maybe part of this is like the Bruins might feel like they can't sort of walk up to the line or take like an extra shot because they're taking so many other penalties already, like specifically stick fouls where it's like, you know, that, I mean, they gave Columbus five power plays on Monday. They gave Detroit six on Friday. Like this has been an ongoing issue too. They're one of the top teams in the league and, in minor penalties. And so, you know, if you feel like we're taking way too many penalties and we have to try to stay out of the box, then you're less, you know, maybe if you're only taking one or two penalties a game, you say, no, you know what? I'm, I am going to like finish with this check, even if it's a little late, or I'm going to give this guy a little extra shot after the whistle. And I don't know, just, just crossed my mind.